I think that especially for women, there seems to be more of an outward focus is that we have to make sure that do we have the husband or the boyfriend? Do we have the solid group of friends? But those things are important to have those. But you also have to be, make sure that you have a relationship with you because that's the one that's going to guide how you choose all your other relationships. Welcome to the Mind Your Body Show, where you'll learn how to get your mind right so that your body will follow. I'm Trudy Stone, certified culinary nutritionist, TV guest expert, and author. After self-hacking my mind and body to lose 30 pounds, I now help busy, overwhelmed women use stress as their superpower so that they can rise above it and become more calm, resilient, and physically fit. Each week, not only will you learn nutrition and stress management habits, you'll also learn about the power of food to enhance your mental and physical well-being and how to overcome your battles with living a healthier lifestyle. The secret to eating healthier, improving your mood, and increasing your energy are not only about what you put in your stomach, it's also about what's going on in your brain. So congratulations on showing up. I promise to support you on your health journey with every single episode. Let's begin. Welcome to the Mind Your Body Show. This is culinary nutritionist Trudy Stone, and I am so grateful that you tuned in today. I have a question for you. How is your relationship with yourself? Is it something that you're intentional about working on? Do you even think about it at all? Well, my special guest this week is here to share why engaging in the mind and body is important in mental health and how you can develop a healthier relationship with yourself. Tiffany Hall, who we've had on the podcast here before, is a licensed psychotherapist and coach practicing in the Philadelphia area. She works with people to develop healthier relationships with themselves and others. Welcome to the Mind Your Body show, Tiffany. How are you? Great. Thank you so much for having me on the show again. Thanks for being here. And thanks also for being patient with me, Tiffany, as I navigated all of the technical stuff with my mic not working. So guys, no, I've done a little <laughs> the mic is not working. So my husband is in another room trying to fix that. So Tiffany, if this is someone's first introduction to you, can you give us a little bit of a background about who it is that you serve and what it is that you do? Yeah, sure. So um, I am, of course, I'm a licensed psychotherapist. More specifically, I'm a licensed marriage and family therapist in the U.S. and I practice in Pennsylvania. Um, I also am a coach. And more of my focus recently has been on um, somatic therapy, which is basically mind-body therapy, um, because I found a lot of the folks that I work with who are primarily women, um, but been also primarily Black women, who have maybe been in, in therapy for some time or have really done a lot of work on just themselves and their emotional regulation, but they kind of get stuck up here sort of in their head and talking about emotions and thinking about it as opposed to just kind of feeling it. And I think that working on integrating the body into, you know, just our overall sort of healing process is so important. Mm, as a nutritionist, I have to say, I love that. <laughs> yeah. I also love this topic about, you know, developing your relationship with yourself, because this is definitely something that I've been working on over the past couple of years as well. And I've learned so much about myself during the process. So can you talk a little bit about like why that relationship with ourselves is that important? 
Yeah, I, I often tell uh, folks that I work with that your relationship with yourself is pretty much the foundation for all your other relationships. I know a lot of times people talk about, oh, well, you know, my mom and dad, and and we do have some some influences from our upbringing, of course, but as adults, we have a lot more control over who we're in relationship with. And so our foundation is the ones that we have with ourselves. Um, but I think that, especially for women, there seems to be more of an outward focus is that we have to make sure that we're have do we have the husband or the boyfriend? Um, do we have the solid group of friends? But those things are important to have those. But you also have to be, make sure that you have a relationship with you because that's the one that's going to guide how you choose all your other relationships. Mm, I love the way that you said that because I haven't really quite heard it said that way before. Your relationship with yourself is the foundation for all your other relationships. Oh, right. man, that needs to be like on a T-shirt. <laughs> yeah, it's so important because I think sometimes we overlook that. Um, but the way that you talk to yourself, the way that you feel about yourself, the way that you see yourself is going to influence what kind of treatment you also accept from other people. Because usually we seek out the people who are going to confirm what we kind of already believe about ourselves. That's kind of really unconscious. We're not actively trying to find people that are going to be harmful to us. But if you're somebody who doesn't feel confident in yourself or you feel unworthy in some way, you will find relationships that are going to confirm that. So people who don't treat you well, you may have to work hard for people to really see you and validate you. And that's not what we want, right? That doesn't really serve us well. No, no. So Tiffany, you talked a little bit about unworthiness. So like, what are some things that can get in the way or challenge our relationship with ourselves? Yeah, a big thing I think is just our self self esteem. You know, if you're somebody who kind of grew up in an environment where your self esteem wasn't nurtured, you may have gotten a lot of negative messaging from people about who you were. It's really, really hard to break those messages because they've been with us for so long. And so we come to believe certain things about ourselves based on how we're treated and what we've been told about who we are. And so I think it's really important that, especially in, as adults, we start kind of redefining how we see who we are, um, because a lot of times we craft our, our, our whole life based on how we think we're supposed to be um, versus what we really want to be. Mm, wow, that's so good. Okay, so how do you start? Because people might be hearing this and saying, okay, it sounds great. I identify that I do have some of these challenges and have some of these issues. So how do you start working on that relationship with yourself? One of the things that I start out with is I have my uh, clients in one-on-one do like a values assessment. And really it's just to assess what are your top 10 personal values, the things that are important to you. And our values tend to sort of guide what we tend to um, look for in relationships. So for example, if you're somebody who really values family, spending time with family, likely you're going to want people in your life that also have a similar value or a value that's complementary to that. But sometimes we will, you know, say that we value certain things, like say we value peace, but then get in chaotic relationships. So it's like, You say that you value these things, but the things that you're choosing don't quite line up with that. So sometimes we have to kind of revisit, okay, really, what are your values? What's important to you? And how are these values showing up in your uh, various areas of your life? Mm, Yeah, I love that. And, you know, it's so funny because when we talked a little bit earlier about that relationship with yourself and how that's the foundation for all your other relationships, it was only when, and I think I might have shared this a couple of times here on the podcast, but it was only when 
I started working on my relationship with myself that I was able to accept love. And I was able mm. to actually my husband because before that I was looking at what everybody else had. I was looking at, cause I was the only one in my friend group that didn't have a relationship who wasn't in like a serious long-term relationship. So I was looking at all my friends and I was like, how come they have this? And I don't like, I was just so externally focused. And it was only when I had just started to tune that out. And actually started to work on that relationship with myself and figuring out what is it that I really want? What is it that I really value? What is it that I'm really looking for in a partner that's important to me? What are some yeah. things that I, that I don't want or I don't need from a partner? So I think yeah. when we do that work on ourselves and when we have that, that courage and that time to kind of go within and be more intentional with, you know, how we kind of put ourselves out into the world, I feel like it just kind of attracts more of what you actually do want into your Absolutely. life. Absolutely. Yeah, I definitely yeah. agree with that because I think once you have more clarity at, on, on what you want, then I think you spend a lot less time, I guess, I guess like wasting time with people who cannot meet that. Um, and I think why it's also important to be aware of your values is sometimes if you're not aware of what's really important to you, you'll kind of accept anything just trying to find out what sticks. Um, and I think there's that's it's easy to fall into that because especially, you know, as women, there's a lot of pressure from society to be partnered, to, to be in relationship. And we think that says something about who we are, our relationship status. But I think, you know, what you, to your point about working on relationship with yourself, I think for me, it became a lot less important about, you know, finding a partner, finding a certain relationship status once I felt more secure in who I was and how I treated myself. Um, because, of course, we all desire companionship. That's normal. But I think it's important to, one, be able to be comfortable with your own company. Um, and also there are other ways to receive love and validation that are not in a romantic relationship, you know, and so you can get that from friends, from family and also yourself, because ultimately, you know, we can receive all the compliments and validation from the outside. But if we already believe that we're unworthy on the inside, all that validation externally is going to be very, very short term because we already don't feel a certain way about ourselves. So I tell people we need to have a certain uh, level of external validation. And also we have to be able to internally validate ourselves. That's where that uh, relationship with self really comes in. Yeah, no, I love that. I love that you said that because I've really learned to like just fall in love with myself. And before I feel like I just never really had like the greatest of relationship with myself, even I would say like in the pandemic, I did like a lot more work on that as I'm sure a lot of people did. I'm sure you yeah. saw that with your partner as well. Um, you know, and even like the last like several weeks, I've been working really, really hard. You know, my birthday was a few weeks back and I, I wanted to go. Thank you. I was going to invite my girlfriends. I'm like, okay, let's, let me invite my girlfriends, go to the spa, hang out. And then I was like, you know what, Trudy? You have been working so hard lately. Just give yourself this gift. Have this time of like solitude with yourself. Start to spend that time alone to start asking yourself some questions like, okay, what's gone really well? What do you know? What are some things maybe I want to work on next? And that's what I did. I just went to the spa, grabbed my book, you know, just like like five or six hours there. It was wonderful. And it, it just felt so good to kind of love myself and nurture myself in that way. And I don't really think, we are as intentional about that as we probably could be. Yeah, I agree. I think especially uh, for women, I think there's this this notion that 
we, we don't want to be selfish. If we take too much time for ourselves, if we're too self-focused, that means that we're selfish and that's viewed in a very negative way. And it's really important to be able to balance having time for you, being able to nurture yourself. And a lot of us have other um, responsibilities and roles that we play, parents, you know, uh, spouses. And so we're constantly giving of ourselves. And so we still deserve to have a piece of ourselves for us. Um, because yeah. if not, then we're going to be completely depleted and not able to show up in a way that's healthy in our other relationships. So something else that's kind of helped me was kind of doing a little sort of inventory of the various roles that I play in my life and sort of ranking them. So the way that I see myself is like, first, I'm Tiffany, just a regular person, um, you know, and then, you know, after I'm Tiffany, then I'm a mother. And then I'm a therapist and then friends, sister, so forth. And those are the, the, the roles that I really try to pay attention to because they take a lot more time. And so if I'm not nurturing Tiffany, the individual, then I'm probably not going to be that great of a parent. Um, if I'm not that great of a parent and I'm not feeling nurtured in that way, I'm probably not going to do that great as a therapist. And so I think about that whenever I'm trying to figure out how I want to create my schedule, um, who I want to include in my life, because those parts of my life need to be nurtured first. The Tiffany, the individual, the mom, the therapist. And when those three parts are good, then I can think about adding other stuff. <laughs> oh, I love that. I love that. You know, really the best way to love the people in your lives or in your life is to love yourself first. Absolutely. And it took me a long time to realize that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think really a lot of us that. don't know how to do that. Right. Right. Yeah. And I love that you talked about, you know, the different ranking system that you have and how it starts with Tiffany, the individual, because a lot of times we give ourselves like these labels, like, yeah, I am a, you know, I don't know, I'm an executive assistant. I am, you know, a financial manager, whatever it might be. Like we tie our identity so closely with our job, typically our yep. career, like what we do, right. Rather than just like the individual first, right. It doesn't necessarily have, yeah, you are those roles and, you know, you do those things, but at the end of the day, like, you know, don't identify with that. Right. Because those are all parts of us, you know, the various roles that we play. But if you kind of just to, were to strip back all the layers and think about how have you kind of existed in this world the longest? I've been tiffing longer than anything else before I was a mom, mm -hmm. therapist. I was just Tiffany. And so I have to make sure that that part of who I am does not get ignored because that's always who I'm going to be. That's not going to change. And so I think for us, you made a great point about how we attach our identity to professions, to uh, degrees, to all sorts of sort of uh, external achievements. And that's why I also think working on relationship with self is so important because when you build an identity around those things, those things are very fleeting. Not to say they're not important, you know, but those things don't necessarily make people who they are. They're more like, I see them as sort of like adornments, like my achievements, you know, my profession, those are all things I've kind of added to sort of make me who, who I am. But take all that away, I'm still Tiffany. And so being clear on who you are without sort of the relation relationship roles, you know, because sometimes people ask people like, who are you? How do you describe who you are? First thing, I'm a wife, I'm a mother. Da, 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 da. And it's like, those, those are really important roles. But before you were those things, outside of those things, who are you just by yourself as a person? Right, right. 
Okay. So Tiffany, before we hit record, I started talking about your social media and I follow you on Instagram and I'm really loving the content you're putting out there on Instagram right now. I'm so resonating with it. And I Thank see you. that you're sharing a lot of information. You're welcome. You're welcome. Um, you're sharing a lot of information about the link between movement and mental health. So can you talk a little bit more about that and like why that's so important? Yeah, I'm so glad that you asked that. So movement and just has been a part of, I think, my wellness practice for much of my life, but I didn't realize until I was older. And so um, I was a dancer growing up. That was pretty much one of my main hobbies. And I didn't realize how how much it had really helped me to get to a point where I am today, where I feel that movement has really been a, a healing um, sort of uh, practice. And so, of course, I don't dance the way that I used to because age and time are a factor, but it's still a part of my life. And dance is how I got into yoga many years ago. Um, And so I did a trauma conscious yoga certification last year, which was really amazing. I did it through um, the Trauma Conscious Yoga Institute, which um, is run by a really wonderful woman named Nydia uh, Gessel. I hope I'm saying her name correctly, who's based in Austin, Texas. And I really had never thought about incorporating things like movement and yoga into, you know, my therapy practice, because I kind of had always felt that therapy had to be done in a very specific way. You know, the way that I was taught in grad school, that there was just certain ways you should do therapy. And I think including that to me didn't seem to be an option. But after doing this training, and I'm also now um, in the middle of a 200-hour teacher training for Teach Yoga, I've learned so much more about myself, my relationship with myself, and with my body just through my own practice of doing that. Um, It's really helped me in my professional life because I'm now sharing this with the clients that I work with. And I'll share this this tidbit too, is something that I learned in the last year practicing yoga that I didn't realize was I was holding so much tension in my face, in my jaw. Like I was, I would just be sitting, you know, watching TV with my jaw clenched like this. And I didn't realize that I've been doing that for years, but taking time to slow down and pay attention to my body and how it behaves when I'm stressed has been really eye-opening because when we think about stress, we often think about, okay, what am I thinking about up here when I'm stressed? Oh, I got to pay the bills and this is going on at work and the kids. And it's like, but oftentimes our body will register stress and trauma first before it gets up here and we put language to it. And that's why I think it's really beneficial to integrate the body because there's things that our body can tell us about what's going on up here that we may not always notice, you know, um, right away. So I practice EMDR, which is something that's been around for probably at least the last 30 years, which incorporates the mind and body to treat trauma. And also I've been incorporating more um, yoga, which has been amazing. And I was like, I should have been doing this a long time ago. I don't know why I didn't think to, I didn't even know why I didn't talk about it a lot before, but now it just feels like so natural. And I think the content now just flows because I'm like, okay, this is really, I'm really passionate about sharing with people. Mm, I love that. I love that. And I I agree with you on movement 110% because I think, you know, when we're stressed out and we're overwhelmed, like one of the things we forget to do is to breathe. Yes. Like, like you said, we clench our jaws. Like we also like, we, we don't breathe well. Like we take like shallow breaths when we're stressed out. And that's why I love yoga because yoga has really helped to help me to see that connection between our breath as well as our movement. So 
Yeah. So I love yoga for that. I just love exercise in general, not even so much because of the way that it makes me look, but just because of the way that it makes me feel like it gives me the endorphin. It helps me to just burn off all the stress and the overwhelm that I'm feeling. It also gives me confidence because every time I'm able to do like a burpee (laughs) that I couldn't do before, right? Um, It's just like, wow, like I did that. Like I couldn't do that before. And now I can do that. Right. So I think exercise is a really great way to just release emotions, especially pent up emotions to release stress, you know, to connect with your breath. Um, I, I can't recommend it enough. Yeah, absolutely. And I think the great thing too about yoga is, I mean, yoga, you can pretty much do almost anywhere. You don't need a whole bunch of equipment. You just need yourself. And I think some people have this um, belief that you need to be like super fit or flexible and anybody can do it. It's a great way to introduce um, like a wellness practice into your life just by focusing on breath work and just sort of gentle movement. I really want to share with people how they can sort of introduce yoga and just mindful movement into their day to day, because even a few minutes of it can make a big difference. Oh, yeah. So true. So true. So Tiffany, what about non-negotiables? Are there any like non-negotiables that you have to create a healthy relationship with yourself? Oh, that's a good daily non-negotiable. Something that I've been really diligent about is being protective of my time. Um, I used to be somebody that would overcommit to things because that my people pleasing tendencies talked about that last time I was on the show. Um, and so now I really learned to check in with myself about what my capacity is before I commit to things. And so that means saying no more often. And so that also may mean I have to disappoint people. And so I've had to learn to be okay with that. I have to be okay with setting boundaries that may disappoint people, which is not always easy, but it's been helpful for me because that means that I'm not burnt out um, and I can actually give more of myself in a way that feels right, you know, as opposed to just kind of just spreading myself too thin. Yeah, no, I love that. And last time you were on the podcast, actually, we did talk about like people pleasing and boundaries. It was such a great episode. So if you, if you're listening to this and that's something you struggle with, go back and listen to that episode. I'm going to link it up in the show notes for you guys, but it it was a phenomenal episode. I was taking notes. Um, I learned a lot from that myself. And actually after that, I actually established a lot more boundaries in my life because that episode really had me thinking. So thank you for that. Oh, I'm glad. I'm glad that you were able to take something from that because I think it is hard to to set boundaries sometimes because, you know, we we don't want to disappoint people. We don't want people to think that we are, you know, not prioritizing them in our, our lives. But, you know, it's really boundaries are really about maintaining relationships um, as opposed to, you know, cutting people off or trying to, you know, put distance. And it's also about protecting ourselves. And so part of nurturing a good relationship with yourself is having boundaries on who you allow into your space you know, what you allow into your space, what type of um, information that you consume, you know, all of those things impact how we feel about ourselves. Totally, totally. I couldn't agree with you more. You know, I was, um, I think I was reading an article or something like that. And there was somebody that had made this quote, and it was something along the lines of boundaries are like guardrails in the road. They're there to protect everyone. And I was like, oh my God, like when I looked at it in that way and really in light, a lot of it comes down to perception and the way that we see things, right? Absolutely. So if you're somebody with a people pleaser, because I know I was, and I was afraid of saying no, because I didn't want to disappoint people. But when I looked at it in that sense that 
boundaries are like guardrails on the road. They're there to protect everybody. I was like, oh, hold on. Wait a minute now. Like this is not just beneficial for me. It's also beneficial for those in my life as well. It's the same. It's in the same theme of just developing that healthier relationship with yourself so that you can be a better person for others. Definitely. And I think anybody who truly, you know, loves and values you, they may not necessarily like your boundaries, but they'll respect them and honor them. Yeah. So Tiffany, are there any like resources that have helped you along the way? Like I know you mentioned like yoga, but are there any resources that helped you along the way with developing that healthy relationship with yourself? It could be like books. It could be like podcasts, like anything, like any sort of resources you can recommend. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's it's definitely been a long journey and still an ongoing one. So, of course, therapy has has helped a lot. Uh, coaching, having somebody who can really be a support as you adopt new behaviors, because adopting new behaviors is not easy, especially if they're especially if, you know, we've been operating in a certain way for a long time. So having somebody there to kind of walk you through the process is really helpful. And I think having just good support of uh, friends and, and people in my life that you know, really care for me as just Tiffany um, and are supporting me and and, and nurturing myself. And so people who are also like-minded and want to take care of themselves, I think it's good to surround yourself with folks who are also trying to do similar things that you're doing because y'all can motivate each other. Um, I think probably lastly, in terms of like resources, there was a book that I recently finished um, I can't remember the author, but it was, gosh, I think it was, it was actually two books. It was, um, Set Boundaries, Fine Peace by, uh, Nedra Tawab, who's, um, very popular, uh, therapist on Instagram. She has a great, it's two books, I think, um, about boundaries. And so that I think is a great, um, book for people who are kind of looking for a little primer on, how to set boundaries, especially when it comes to family and people who are we're close with, because those are usually the ones who are the most challenging to set boundaries with. So I would definitely suggest getting her book. And what was her name again? Uh, Nadra Taweb. I, I feel like I'm not saying her name correctly. Let me I'm put it in the chat. But yeah, okay. she... She is 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 wonderful, and I'm always looking at what she posts, and I'm like, oh yes, like I she is really <laughs> preaching, yeah. So I and I think she she talks about things in a way that are very relatable. So I think a lot of us can relate to some of the things that she shares around like family and having tough conversations about things, and so I think that's really helpful. I love that. I'll make sure that I link that up in the show notes for you guys as well. So you guys can check out um, those resources that Tiffany recommended. And speaking of resources, you recently launched a personal development community for Black women called Black Girl Healing Academy. Can you share why you started this and just share some more information about it? Yeah, I I really just wanted to have a place where, you know, people could go and just have resources like little short courses, discussion, I have some like guided meditations on there, and just people can come and take what they need. Um, everybody maybe doesn't require um, a, a therapist or a coach and, and needs that sort of individualized attention. So uh, Black Girl Healing Academy was supposed to meet the need for people who kind of just want some some sort of support that, you know, they can get whenever they need it. 
Um, we have class courses on the, the, the foundational courses, the relearning self course, kind of what we were talking about today. That is the foundational course because, of course, our relationship with ourself is the foundation. And so I actually will be closing membership up for the summer in June as I kind of revamp the curriculum to relaunch again in the fall. So that is something that I'm excited about. Um, so stay tuned for that. Also, you know, I have um, my uh, my one-on-one sort of uh, coaching that help women work around setting boundaries and sometimes more specific boundaries. Um, I had someone recently who had um, an issue with uh, a parent where they didn't want to go to an event, but had a hard time expressing this to a parent. So we really worked on what will this conversation look like when you tell them, you know, what are some possible ways that you could respond if they, if they respond this way? So yeah, it's sometimes helpful to kind of go through that kind of mental rehearsal for those kind of conversations. Oh yeah, definitely. Absolutely. And I'll make sure that I link up everything in the show notes for Tiffany, like in terms of the black girl healing Academy and how to work with her one-on-one. If you want to do that with Tiffany, which I highly recommend. <laughs> and Tiffany, I, this is something I ask all of my guests on the mind your body show. And that is what is your favorite way to take care of your mind? and your body. Okay. Of course, outside of yoga and dance and movement, I love my trashy reality TV. Um, (laughs) And I actually- What are you watching? Tell me. (laughs) Oh, I just finished, and this actually wasn't a reality TV series. I just finished this series called Jury Duty, which is on, um, I think it's on Freebie. It's an app, but it was really funny and just kind of wholesome. And I really enjoyed it. So that's something that I just finished. Okay. Awesome. Okay. So that's your mind. What's your favorite way to take care of your body? You said yoga and dance, right? Yes. Dance. Actually, I forgot to share. I um, started teaching a hip hop dance class at a local studio um, last month. So I actually will be doing that this weekend, teaching hip hop dance too. It's just, you know, just having fun. We're not doing any sort of like super serious stuff. We're not like performing on like a professional level, but it's just something fun to do to move around and just like have fun with some ladies. So Ooh, I love that. I need to learn how to dance. <laughs> oh, yeah. And see, anybody can dance. Yeah. Awesome. So, Tiffany, if people want to learn more about you, where can they find you? The best place to find me is on Instagram at this is Tiffany Renee. Um, you can hit the link in my bio there, which will take you to all of my other offerings, and you can learn more about me. Awesome. Well, Tiffany, thank you so much for stopping by the Mind Your Body show. You've given us a lot to think about when it comes to, you know, why it's important to develop a healthier relationship with ourselves and how to actually start that process and go about doing that. So thank you so much. And I want to acknowledge you again for all of the wonderful information that you put out there on social media. So please go to Tiffany's social media, check her out. All the links are in the show notes. Um, You guys are in for a treat with her content. And Tiffany, thanks so much again. Thank you, Trudy. I appreciate you. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Mind Your Body Show. I hope that you learned something new to help you transform your life and your body. For more after the show, make sure to head over to TrudyEStone.com. That's where you'll find all of the show notes. Also make sure to head over to iTunes to subscribe and leave us a rating to let us know what you thought about the episode. And remember, get your mind right and your body will follow. Thanks for tuning in.